1: That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast.
2: Hello and welcome to Lore Watch, a roundtable freeform discussion about lore and the games of Blizzard Entertainment. I'm Ann Stickney, one of two lore-focused writers for Blizzard Watch, and I've got both of my Marvelous co-hosts with me today. We switched to Marvelous. I don't know why it's a thing uh first up he's not a lore columnist on the site he's a shaman columnist but boy does he know his lore and that would be joe perez hey joe well hey
1: everybody i hope everybody's having a great day
2: i i can't stop sneezing
1: <laughs> okay aside from that i hope you're having a great day it's
2: kind of counterproductive to recording a show <laughs> a
1: little bit yes i i i understand your pain
2: it's all good uh Also with us, of course, is our other lore-focused writer over on Blizzard Watch, and he writes a variety of other things, too, and that would be Matt Rossi. Hey, Rossi, how's it going? Alrighty, everybody. I'm doing okay. I'm not
0: sneezing, but it's been really, like, it's like 37 Fahrenheit and windy out, so it's been great for me, because that's, like, my favorite, like, weather, just above freezing is my, is perfect for me, because then you can wear a hoodie and then a jacket over the hoodie, Yes. and I I like that, that's just, that's my thing. So I've been we've been walking the dog and hanging out in nature and quite frankly I'm starting to miss video games like I haven't really been playing that many video games I've been playing like one but not I haven't gotten back to WoW in a couple of days and I I need to because I'm really behind on rep and stuff so I'm I'm gonna hopefully it'll get warm again and I'll I'll go play games for a while.
2: Weirdly I am at that state now where it's like I log on to do my missions but that's it.
0: No yeah that happens I I've. I started a little slower because I was so Diablo focused, you oh, know, yeah. when the, that the season was going, but then I got up to like greater rift 60 and they started to get like really hard. So I'm like, ah, eh, the season's going to end. My character's going to get converted and then I'll get the buffs when 2.6.1 drops. So right now that's what I'm thinking about. Plus I want to see what the new season benefits are. Like, the next season, if they, if it's really cool, I'll just start another season character and do that do it again, because that was awesome. And it's like, I'm in this really good place where I'm liking Diablo and I'm liking WoW, so I can go between the two of them, like whichever one I'm more interested in. So, yeah.
2: See, I went pretty hard on 7.3 and maxed out rep with both factions. Um, so I'm kind of at the point where it's like, well, I finished all the story stuff. My eye level is about as high as I can get it without, you know, RNG. So I've been... Doing the occasional world quest and turning in my things for little tokens in the hope that they'll like magic upgrade or whatever. But other than that, it's, it's yeah, right until am...
0: so, until the raid comes out, you haven't got much to do, right?
2: See, I've I been am... and
1: I've been leveling alts, like, I've actually gone through and I've I've started like re leveling up uh, my hunter and now my, my druid so that I can experience some more content on them that I haven't before because I'm taking this lull as an opportunity to just kind of catch up, if that yeah. makes sense.
2: No, see, and I did that with all of my alts, like, prior to 7-3, I got all of them up to max level, and I was working on getting the class mounts with all of them, because I Mm like that quest chain, and I wanted to see how it differed from class to class. Well, I got all that done, so now they're like, well, I could take them to Argus, but do I really want to do Argus again this quickly when I just finished it on my main character? Eh, not so much so I'm kind of like taking it easy and working on like the little achievements that they added uh there's a pet collecting one for all of the cataclysm raids that one I'm hitting every week because I'm trying to get the battle pets and that kind of thing but mostly I'm just waiting for more story stuff to come out which is actually the focus of this podcast is story so we should probably get to that <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> Okay, so last time we were all together we talked about A Thousand Years of War because that was a pretty fascinating audio drama and we told you guys to go ahead and send us your emails about it if you had any questions or anything like that. Um, I don't know if we got any specifically about that particular audio drama but we got a whole bunch and I figured, you know what? It's probably time that we address those. If you guys do have any questions for Lore Watch, you could send those to podcast at com. Put Lore Watch in the subject line. And just as a note, because a couple of these are pretty lengthy and I am going to shorten them when I read them on the show. Um, if you guys could keep those around like maybe a small paragraph, like a tweet or two lengthwise, that would be great.
1: <laughs> not, not that we don't appreciate it. We, we appreciate your zeal for it as much as we have our zeal for it as well. We just kind of make sure we get to to everybody's. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, and I mean, we go off on tangents anyway. but it's, I mean, that's why you guys yeah. listen to us, right? Yeah. <laughs> just kind of keep them concise, guys, because you keep them concise and we will go completely off the rails for an hour and a half because we've done that before. All right. So uh, first question is from Zenjin of Corgol EU who says, I have two questions for you. So we're going to split these, Okay. Um, first one. Since forever, I've been waiting for an expansion with Kul and with every expansion it feels like now it must finally be here. What really excites me with the seafaring expansion is that it should include the island of Zoldazar. As a troll player since Vanilla, I'm heartbroken considering the deaths of pretty much all major troll characters. I thought they could use Zol'jin for grander purpose, and I don't even want to start with Vol'jin. Do you think that we might come across this island, and what would that mean to the Darkspear trolls? Could we be guided to our next racial leader with the help of the Xandalarian King Rastakhan? Also, man, who listens to someone who put together the words Rasta and Khan? Um, before we jump into this, Zeljin, I'm going to point out that the island is actually called Zandalar. Zoldazar is the capital city of Zandalar. Um, mm-hmm. I always kind of like, every time I hear that name, I kind of go, huh. Because we have the mysterious prophet Zol that just showed up and it's like, did that guy show up? Is he is he the person who the city is named after? Or did he take his name and it's not his real name? He just took the name from the city and said, yeah, I'm Zul. That makes me sound real important. Or you know, is it the naming convention
1: like, where you have like Zul'jin where it's like something yeah. of Zul, right? Yeah. Well,
0: Zul means great in troll.
2: So so he's just wondering, he's like, I think I'm just going to call myself great.
1: Yeah, I mean, I grant that I'm getting this from
0: from like you know scrolling through P- WoWpedia and stuff in my in the day. Yeah, but I remember looking it up because so I actually had the same thought. Like, why is his name Zoljin? It, it literally means like great jinn. He's like I, I'm great. You know, when you have Zol, it means great. That's why Zolmasha, Zolwatha, all those Zol places. Right. It means great this, great that. Trolls apparently love their cities.
2: And like apparently after- Zol has just decided that he's great. Well, I mean, unless they're using and great. In the story, at- he's just great.
1: Unless it's great in terms of big, like, you know, big voodoo type stuff. You know what I mean?
2: I don't know. He's,
0: he's a really big guy, it turns out. Wow.
1: Or, or he's a really big spirit talker, or it's a really big city of he's whatever. He's just
2: great. He just wants yeah. you to know that he's great. That's it. He's just great. <laughs> Full stop. Nothing Nothing to append to that. He's just great. Um, <laughs> But let's go ahead and talk about this, though, because... Um, a couple of the emails that we got here have been talking about or address the idea of like future expansions and what could be in them and I thought that that would be an interesting topic of discussion because we're at that time here where BlizzCon is fast approaching and everybody is kind of expecting an expansion announcement because we're at that two year mark Um, so I figured well let's go ahead and talk about Zandalar let's talk about Kul Tiras, let's talk about possibilities for future expansions and what you guys think that they could be um what do you guys think about Zandalar making an appearance and Kul Tiras we we also need to go back to I... Kul Tiras because Kul Tiras is like <laughs> I think we all want to see Kul Tiras
0: <laughs> yeah I I wrote a KYL last week um basically that was just my this is Kul Tiras I don't know why I'm reminding you Blizzard why would I be reminding you about Colteris? I don't it's it's a mystery. Really, you know, Colteris, could we please have Colteris now? Probably on, the same
2: ready. reason my earlier lore was let's make the Chalderay a playable race.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, seriously, like it's been at this point how long ago was Warcraft two? Uh, oh, years.
1: twenty years, give or take. Yeah. too it's... long?
0: We're all old.
1: <laughs> yes. It's 1995, long, 22 years.
0: It's been 22 years since Warcraft 2. Kul Tiras was huge in Warcraft 2. It had a presence in Warcraft 3. I mean, maybe the place itself didn't. It but, was you know, the Navy. <laughs> the Kul, the Kul Tirasian Navy showed up and in, in, was the whole part of the, the founding of Orgrimmar. It's a big deal. It's long past time to see it. And it should have been right off the coast. You know what I mean? It, it literally yeah. you, look at, you look at the Cataclysm map and you see where Vashir is. That's literally where it should have been. That's right in between Lordaeron and Stormwind. So I, I can accept that it got moved somewhere because obviously the seafloor rose up and a new place ended up. So yeah, okay. Stuff got shoved aside, but it's time. Yeah. It's, and as for, as for um, the Xandalar Isle and, 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 Zoldazar, we've not heard anything since we were told the place started sinking. What happened? Like, you, did, did they all leave? Did, was that everybody when we got to Pandaria and all the Xandalar the showed up? Was that all of the Xandalar or were there yeah. others?
1: And it's like you get like, you, it's your taste is like wedded, right? Like it, it's, you get this little tiny taste of it, but where did they actually come from? Yeah. Because that couldn't have been all of them.
0: For, Zol wasn't there. Exactly. Uh, Rastakon wasn't there. Did they, they didn't just stay in Zoldazar. If it there was, was sinking, mention, did
2: they? there was mention of the both of them, I think. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Those I mean, troll
2: that... notes that you found. I think one of those notes that you found there was an achievement where it was like you you found, I don't know, it was like four or six scraps of paper and it was basically the trolls jotting down information um, and one of them, they mentioned Zul pretty directly, but they didn't say that he was on the, uh, they said that he wasn't on the island actually um, and then in the Vulgian novel, they speak of Zul, I think he was mentioned once or twice, but that was it there was no big reveal we've never met the guy
0: Didn't he, didn't, um, oh God, he's a Pandaren lore master, the Pandaren lore master, the one. Yeah. Thank you. Didn't he like show you an image of what's going on on the island briefly? Like, I I seem to recall one of the things he did was very, very
1: briefly. Yeah.
2: It was, uh, one of those little story flashback things that he had. There were a couple of them. There was one with, um, I think there was one with Anduin and Varian. There was one with Zul and Rastakhan sitting on his throne. Um, and it was showing the island sinking because that was the big problem. That's the whole reason why the Xandalar went to Pandaria in the first place is because after the cataclysm, Xandalar was sinking and they needed something concrete that they could do with their people. But yeah, I don't think that everybody on Pandaria, I don't think that represented the entirety of Zandalar. Um, Zul, for all I know, I think the only time we ever saw Zol Besides that one spot with Cho, he was in the original, or excuse me, the revamp trailer for uh, ZG and ZA, wasn't he?
0: When they made them five men. Yeah, when they
2: made them five men. Because mm-hmm. yeah, Vol'jin came up and started talking to the, the, the entire, it was like a collected group of troll tribes. And the leader there, that was Zul. I think that was Zul. It was either Zul or it was a prophet of Zul, one or the other. I think it was
1: prophet of Zul. I don't think it was Zul himself.
2: Hmm. Either which way. Again, this is somebody that we haven't like actually contended with. As far as Colteris goes, Colteris is one of those things where it's like we get little pieces of it here and there every now and again. Like we will see occasionally humans around the globe that are wearing the colors of Colteris. Um and the presumption has always been that, oh, this was part of the navy that left back during Warcraft three you know, with Dale and Proudmoore and whatnot. These are like the remnants, and they never got to go back home again for whatever reason. Um Colteris is one of those mysteries. It's kind of like uh, Tol Barad. You know how Tol Barad was just there, and they were like, yeah, this is a prison area. By the way, look at all these crazy things we have locked up and locked away. And there was never any real explanation for it. Well, it like, wasn't...
1: Yeah, I mean, not in-game-wise, at least, not lore-wise. I didn't think like mechanically little it little bit, was... Yeah mechanically it was a leftover from the magic prison that was supposed to be part of Stormwind proper, I think, way back think in the day. I think so,
2: but I'm not sure. It, it, it was just one of those things where it was like Tol Barad was one of those little little mysteries where it was like, what? This island is crazy. The people on this island are kind of crazy. Like, you, you go up got... north and, and the the thieves and ruffians and stuff that are running around up north there none of them are up to anything good so you know it's like what's going on sorry rossi didn't mean to interrupt you
0: no that's fine i just i did a little research on this just because i was doing that whole origins of humanity thing and uh it was Arathor that built Tolbarad. like when it was still Arathor. um apparently yeah, it was like, part
2: of that original kingdom yeah.
0: but then like they built a big fortress there and then even after before the first war, Stromgarde still held it. It was considered part of Stromgarde. It was it wasn't it wasn't like you know you'd think it would be Gilnaeus or Kul but it wasn't. It was. Yeah, but then still didn't Dalaran
2: move in for some reason? Like the Kirin Tor just yeah, kind of moved in. Yeah,
0: I, I think that's because the place got utterly wiped out. And it was actually, according to this, I just went and looked this up. According to this, the wizards of Kul claimed the island, so that was Tirasian wizards. <laughs> it's like why were the wizards of Cult claiming it and not the Dalaran wizards uh, that's really weird and they the Baradins wardens are apparently like equal parts Stromgard and Kul Tiras. like they were like working together so
2: it's like this little remnant
0: yeah of nothing like nobody and it's like, been why- out there
2: for all this time and nobody's really talked about it or seen it yeah. until Cataclysm and, and it showed up
0: yeah apparently the whole reason it was so messed up and that they had to take it over was because the orcs went nuts there when they when attacked it. Like, they, they summoned all sorts of evil stuff and it was just completely loaded with like just, like, nightmare horrors. So they were like, eh, use it as a prison. <laughs> it's
2: Jeez. just... It's, it's a little weird because I, I thought that I remembered that there was some kind of Colterius hook there. Like, a little one. It was like a little minor one that was there, but but it was there. So... 'Cause I, I I wrote a know your lower untold Barad like back in the day where I was talking about like the history and where it came from. And it has like the potential for being something fascinating, something that was never really utilized. It was like, here's a mysterious island that nobody's seen in forever and ever and ever. Uh you're gonna do PvP on it. Yay. And that was like <laughs>
1: about it. <laughs> but I mean it sort of makes sense that Coltira sort of be involved in the creation of it. It's an island that was, you know, basically sacked after the second war and they need to be rebuilt so who is the best at dealing with anything seafaring or island-based Cultirus, like it just well, in a naval prison, sort of makes sense
2: a naval a naval country that is on an island one would expect that mm-hmm. that kind of country would have another island reserved for prisoners or whatever okay that does make sense it still doesn't answer the question of where culturis went yeah we got no idea on that one
1: well, do you see the the? I linked you guys a a picture. I found this interesting. That was from the uh, EU Battlenet forums that somebody slapped together. Um, I find it interesting that Cultiris may have actually been displaced, and I think that I think when for those of you who haven't read Rossi's you know your lore article on it, read it, please. It's great. Um, but it, it, I find it really interesting because we know that these these masses of land can shift and if you think about all of the things that have happened from the cataclysm to the legion coming to all of these earth-shattering catastrophic events that we've had happening for the last however long in game it makes sense that yeah maybe culturus is still out there it's just not where we think it is and we sort of lost track on it
2: yeah because the maps that you've linked here are actually they're remarkably not apt at all because it shows yeah. the Broken Isles way farther south than it ever was. Um, sure, these are Broken some and two of those have are always been. When when Gul'dan broke off to go to the Broken Isles, he went north from Lordaeron. So they've always been where they are. They've been in between Northern and the Eastern Kingdoms. Um, I don't think that they've shifted. But yeah, the th- the the thing is, is like the original maps the original maps that we had for World of Warcraft, there were several little bits of land here and there that were never really defined. Um, Telebeam, that's another one of the ones that people talk about all the time, because it was just an island off the coast, Mm -hmm. and nobody could get to it. And all we know about it, I I saw a dev note on this, uh, a dev tweet on this, I think it was like this last week or so, (laughs) where they were talking about Telebeam and how people are fascinated with this place, despite the fact that the only thing really that's ever come as evidence of that place existing is the bananas. Bananas,
1: yeah, yeah. the bananas. That's yep.
2: it. And people have built all kinds of crazy and bottles. things. And there are and, there are
1: bottles uh, that contain messages from Telavine.
2: Yeah, where they talk about the bananas and how the bananas are out mm-hmm. to get them. You know, <laughs>
0: it's like the thing is that they, it's really funny too. A lot of this stuff was in the original Warcraft three or Warcraft two manuals. Yes. Yeah. like when I did when I wrote the KYL, I put a map that actually had cult T R S on it that was from Warcraft 3. It was a map of the Eastern Kingdoms from Warcraft 3. Um Kul Tiras just happened to be on it, so I used it, but n- never it's never been in WoW. N- never. It's it's never even there. Like there was the original WoW map when you bought the game back in 2004 did not have Kul Tiras anywhere on it. They just did plain old did not have it.
2: There were little so. there were little bits of islands here and there that were not labeled. One of those could have been yeah. Kul Tiras. we don't know because it was never they didn't actually label. labeled. Yeah. Um, Exactly. It's the same thing with Telebeam, and it's the same thing with Zandalar, honestly. Um, Zandalar is one of those places that, yes, I would definitely love to see what's going on with that. Uh, It is one of those story hooks that I would love to see them pick up again. I would like to see some kind of South Seas expansion thing. I don't know if Just After Legion is the place for it, but given the fact that we're getting all of these hints about Nazoth and how he's sleeping under the ocean and all of that. Yeah, all that other stuff. It it feels like this it's would the be a... perfect opportunity. Yeah, this would be a good spot to do some kind of South Sea something if they wanted to. And in that case, then we could maybe see Zandalar again. I don't think Zandalar, if we do get to it, is going to be anywhere near as jaw-dropping in scope as it was, because obviously we know part of it is already sunk under the ocean. Mm-hmm. We don't know if the entire thing has or not, but at least part of it has. Maybe, maybe Zoldazar is the only thing left. Who underwater knows? zone,
0: you heard it first.
2: <laughs> and <laughs> an
0: predicting underwater
1: zone. I have um, a feeling that if we get a, if we get a, an expansion based around this, which I kind of hope we do, that a lot of it's going to be underwater zones. Either they're in air bubbles or whatever the case is. But and as I much as I don't know people
2: would put up with an expansion of Vashir. I uh, liked Vashir. Yeah. Oh, I loved the three dimensionality, to... but.
1: You don't have to swim everywhere if there are like domes of air that encapsulate entire continent type places, I think it'd be fine for some people. See, and I kinda like, step back aesthetic. at I,
2: I kinda step back from that whole thing and I look at it analytically because the thing is is we're not really swimming in Vashir. It's just we're flying without a mount. Like, when you jump, sure. you jump into the air and you're suspended there. I mean, everything looks like it's underwater around you and everything, but logistically speaking, when you look at the game mechanics, this is a flying zone. Like, Vashir was built... If you want to know what a, fl- a, a leveling zone built for flying would look like, look at Vashir. Vashir. That's it. It's just oh, it, no, It's on a three-dimensional you. axis. So, I mean, I don't really... Personally, I don't see a problem with having some kind of like underwater themed expansion where we're doing stuff like that. Because to me, it's like, oh, cool. We've got flying right from day one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And the only reason I say that, I think it makes sense, though, too, because you mentioned all of the the hints that we've gotten. We have a lot of unresolved threads like Queen Azshara. We have to deal with old gods. We have to deal with. Um, anything else that pops up as a result of that after we're, you know, done dealing with what we're dealing with now, like once the Legion is done, we have to turn our attentions to the old gods in the void. And that's the last tangible links we have on Azeroth that we know of, you know, cause according to the player base, we're, we're pretty confident, like as player characters that we've defeated the other old gods, we got one left to deal with, at least that we know of, we should probably go deal with it that makes sense to me that that would be the next stop. And I would love to see that not just for the inclusion of Cultirus, which would make absolute sense. If you're going to be going out into the middle of the ocean, you kind of want some experienced sailors with you, but tying up all the loose ends with the trolls as well. Uh, doing everything with that. Like it just, I maybe it's because I want it so bad that it won't happen, but I just, I, I cannot stress how much like, and I'm sure I'm not alone. Like it just makes perfect sense as the next place to go.
2: I think what I, what struck me in Miss of Pandaria, and I believe I wrote a know Your Lore about this too, was that what we witnessed in Miss in pandaria it wasn't just that whole "Oh, the horde is turning against itself, that kind of thing. there was that whole political uprising thing, and of course, the clash between alliance and horde, but what we saw was the last gasp of those troll empires they were trying to reunite, and we wiped them out, we destroyed them on um the Isle of Thunder. I mean, when we but went in, says they have when to we be went enemies in, anymore well, here's the thing is when we went into the throne of thunder, what boss fight was the leading representative from every mm-hmm. troll tribe, and we we killed them, we killed all of them, so what's left?
1: Well, that's the thing like they don't necessarily have to be enemies, and honestly i I'm okay if like the trolls that we discover aren't enemies, and part of this has to do with the fact that the horde has had <laughs> I don't want to complain about this, but like other than 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 Vol'jin and some other minor NPCs, we haven't had any big story beats for player characters that involve trolls as anything other than enemies. Maybe it's time that the Horde reaches out to the remnants of these races as, look, all of your leaders are dead. We got a place for you. Maybe you want to join up with us and work with us and we'll make sure you don't die. Do you and think that, I could see that something Rastakhan like that happen.
2: and Zul would even be down for that though? I, I don't think, think they
1: that would they ha- would if they have no other choice
0: or for that matter, you have to kill them and then the
1: rest of the trolls. Join. Exactly. Like if you have to kill them, we've already killed the rest of their leaders, as you pointed out. Right. This is true. So what if we free them from their their tyrannical rule? Like, that's the thing. Like we go in and that's the whole setup. Like, let's say let's just say uh, Zandalar is a st- like a player. Zone, but in order to get to be a player zone, you have to free the trolls from whatever tyrannical, fanatical rule that they're under at the time. Do You guys so you remember
0: have... Cataclysm?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you remember
0: the, you remember the Horde uh, in the Twilight Highlands when mm-hmm. you first show up and it's ruled by Overlord Morgor, mm-hmm. and they are not friendly
1: to you? And then after
0: you kill the Overlord, you have to kill Overlord Morgor, and then uh, oh, I can't remember her name. She was one of my favorites, and then they made her a bad guy in uh in. Zayla. When you uh, finally uh, kill Morgor, Zayla is like, OK, now the Dragon Ball will be your allies and yep. they join the horde. You could totally do something like that with the trolls. And I would and create a new character or two, um have them be like, we'd love to help you because we'd, then we'd love your help. But unfortunately, Rastakan and Zul are up there.
1: And, and it know, would yeah. solve another problem that I've had for a long time with them, too. We'd actually have somebody stepping into a role of leadership for the troll race, which we haven't had besides, you know, Vol'jin forever it would give a rise to potentially a new NPC that could fill that gap and represent the trolls, because right now, they have no one.
2: They or have no even... one! I'm not going to yeah, talk can... about Vol'jin, because every time I talk about Vol'jin, I just get a little more mad. But, yep, um, just a little bit. Joe, if but you look in the chat channel there, Rossi actually, he linked the map from Chronicle, the world yes. map from Chronicle, and it has Zandalar on it, it has a Wandering Isle on it, Kazan is on it. No Coltiris. Anywhere but
1: on that map. I'm just saying there's, there's a whole lot of empty space right <laughs> mm-hmm. between that triangle set up by Broken Isles and and the Wandering technically, Isle.
0: Technically speaking, mm-hmm. if you look over at the Eastern Kingdoms, yeah. um, that is Kul Tiras. Where? Right there in between. It's south of Gilneas. It's north of um, Oh, the Vashir area, yeah. That's not Vashir. That is Kul Tiras. Uh, that's If you go back and look at the Warcraft 3 map, that's the exact island that Cultiris yep.
2: is. It's just interesting so, because the only thing like that pr- exists right there right now is that is little Vashir. plateau above the yeah. sheer, yeah.
0: That island isn't there on the current in-game map. Uh so that's that's weird unless this is meant The thing is is if you look at this map, it's not it's not up to date.
1: You know what I would you know what I would be absolutely cool with in that regard though too. What if like the mages of Cultiris figured out just like the bro- just like the uh the Wandering Isles to or just like, you know, the Miss and Pandaria, where they were able to obscure that, that landmass from outside eyes, what if they figure that out as well? They're like you know we're done I've with got the alliance. My head. We're done with the horde. Screw it, let's go invisible.
2: You know you know what I've got in my head and it's like so far off the beaten path, but it sounds glorious in my mental picture here, right? What is Colterus? It's a naval it's nation, right?
1: Yep. What if it's just a giant it's an ship?
2: Island of sailors. So what if they said, Okay, fine, we're we're at sea, <laughs> let's just sail this thing. So it, the whole island has been like there's giant sails on the island, like these just giant masts above this landmass, and it's just sailing wherever the heck they want to take it. Not I, a boat
1: not cool. an actual I landmass. Okay <laughs> I would literally be okay with this.
0: The other the idea I always had was that they might have just gotten giant chains and yanked it up off of the bottom of the ocean and I'm just floating it around like a like another they're sky pirates or something yeah. but I like the masts too
2: like, they're just, they're sailing the seas, only they're using, the island is now their ship. And
1: listen, I'm just saying, Blizzard, we're giving you tons of gold here. Just, just take one of them and use them.
2: I, I got to feel bad for whoever's up in the crow's nest of that sail, but like, imagine if it's like a,
0: the sail is a city. Like, that's the capital city now. With oh this my giant gosh, sail. And it's
2: all suspended, like, in hanging yeah, baskets multiple, and things.
0: Yeah. Multiple layers of the city just going up the, up the mast. And then you, the, the, the crow's nest is actually like the capital.
2: It would be like, it would be like every pirate city fantasy that I've had surrounding this game, only instead of pirates, these guys are just legit sailors <laughs> Oh well, They, might have, they might have gone
0: into piracy at this point if I, they think the world is going... Because
2: keep in they, mind, if they don't like had, any of the factions. I think that if they had, we would have heard about it. Like, if they Indeed. had been attacking anybody, or if they had been deliberately, you know, engaged in combat with anything, we would have heard about it. Instead, the thing. we haven't heard I, a beep. I, They've just been real
0: quiet. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's why I think that that might actually work. Dalen Proudmore went after Jaina because he checked every place he could get to in his navy, and it was all demons and undead. So he left, because there was no saving it. As far as he could tell, the Eastern Kingdoms was gone. Like, he, he didn't think there was anybody left. So Imagine if he goes home and he tells his people, this is what's happened. Um, Humanity as as has collapsed. Tell, yeah. <laughs> as far as I can tell, there's nothing left of, the, of the, the Seven Nations. It's just us. I'm taking the fleet and I'm following the last survivors. Uh, and, you know, did he t- if he didn't take everybody, which he couldn't, they didn't have that big a navy, he had to leave people behind, they would be on a footing of, we are the last survivors. You know, look how close they were to the Eastern Kingdoms right south of Gilneas Gilneas at that point had walled up and wouldn't talk to anybody so they had no allies
1: and there's plenty of pirate ships along the eastern eastern kingdoms when you're doing your leveling quests there's plenty of pirates you have to interact with
0: and and who's to say none of them
1: are from Kiltiras
0: but here's the thing imagine if they if they're not necessarily the reason no one's ever heard of them let's combine your two ideas they've masked themselves and they can move the island what if they're just going around the north and anytime they see a forsaken ship, they destroy it utterly because as far as they know, it's full of mindless undead who are out to kill them.
2: And there are no survivors to report.
0: Exactly. Yep. So, And they don't go anywhere else because where's there to go? As and far as they know, they, Dalen didn't come too. back. Dalen never came back.
1: Well, and think so, about it too. Like, if, if if even if somebody notices that a ship goes missing, we're in the middle of a war with a cosmic entity. Like i don't think one or two ships going missing is really going to go noticed
2: or even, even if it was what do demons you think Colterus? if Kultiras or demons is, did it or whatever yeah if Colterus is an island floating out there amongst itself with all of these naval people on the island what do you think they thought when they looked up in the sky and all of a sudden argus was just hanging there well, we knew See, things get bad. You. <laughs> bad. Yeah, demons invaded you know, the mainland
0: 10 years ago. We knew that. We're yeah. the last survivors, man. It would just confirm everything they think.
2: Yeah. That would be kind of the, fascinating. Their giant, I, like giant really, boat island. I'm so, I'm so on board with the idea of a South Seas expansion right now. Like, I, I really want... I mean, don't get me wrong. I love all of the old god portents and everything that we've gotten. And I love the idea of you know, let's just jump in with the old God stuff or even like the Lich King, Lich King's up North and he's doing some shady things. I would be okay with a Lich King part two, even. But the more that we talk about the South seas stuff, the more I'm like, man, I would really dig a South seas expansion. Well, I really just cool. want to be a
1: pirate is really what it boils down to. I just yeah. want to be a shaman pirate. Like, please come on. If you
2: look at like the, the map
1: too, we were just
0: talking about this. Xandalar Isle is like directly South and West of the broken isles. There's a, yeah, There's a big space of
2: ocean.
0: There's a big space of ocean. The great sea right there. Nazjatar is straight West from the broken isles.
1: Yep. It's right. And under the If,
0: if you're going to do old God stuff, you almost have to have Ashara. Um And, and with right Kazan there,
2: right there. Maybe we could actually bring in undermine because um, I would yeah. like that very much. And, that, and that's what I was
1: saying you. earlier. Like, that's exactly what I was saying earlier that, that, that map setup lends itself to that almost like, all of these elements, even if it's an Old God-focused expansion, all of these elements can play into it. All of these elements can have a place in that expansion because we can't just spend all of our time like in and, the Old God City. Like We have to I, have a place to recuperate.
2: I want my own pirate ship. I yes. want Sid Meier's Pirates
1: Warcraft what Edition. If, <laughs> what if instead of getting guild halls, we had guild ships?
2: I know, right? Like Any of that would be... Any of that would be perfectly and plus, acceptable. I mean,
0: you could totally do, like, the thing Joe suggested with the Zandalar and the trolls joining the Horde. You could have Kul Tiras kind of get reclaimed for the Alliance, and those could be your starting entries into the area. And you could, like, have a variety of different zones nope. based on what you want to do. You could and have I- the underwater zone that's in a bubble so you're just walking around on the bottom of the ocean floor you could have one that's got the flying like you know up down so forth swimming animation type stuff and you could have like island ones like you could totally have like a series of islands you know chain together like, sure, they're not big enough by themselves to be on the world map, but if you go from island to island, you could totally... Do, there's, like, Look, a variety of ways to do When I
2: this. when I leveled... The first time I leveled a goblin character, I didn't really care for Kazan, but the island that you went to after Kazan, I loved that place. I would mm-hmm. love to see more of that again, because... It was this fairly small place as far as like, you know, game space running around and stuff, but it still felt really substantial and it was beautiful. It was like tropical paradise. I could use some tropical paradise after, you know, the fell riddled hellscape that is Argus. I I could... And don't anybody okay with say the Jungle of that. Tanan
1: counts because the Jungle of Tanan does not count. It is not a paradise.
2: No, no, it's not. That's but, not some place where I'm like, and ooh, a beach. I'd like thing... to just walk across here barefoot for a while. Nope, that's Tanan is not that.
1: And the interesting <laughs> thing, real quick, just if if, if Greymane survives this expansion, which I kind of hope he does. He would be a perfect person to approach Kaltiras about tentatively coming back. I mean, the isolationist is now part of the whole. Like saying, look, I got over my stuff and we are better for it maybe you should do the same. Okay, they were there for us when we needed it.
2: Before we get too far into that let's go to part two of this question because part two of this question involves a character that could be directly involved with all of this stuff. Uh, sure. Part two do you think there would ever be a possibility that our missing Jaina might be trying to bring back Arthas from the lands of the dead? I believe that this human is worthy of redemption and I'm not as sold as you are that Jaina has outgrown her love for him.
1: Uh, I don't I know. I don't know
2: if Jaina would go Ice looking crumbs. for Arthas.
1: Ice Crown Citadel made it pretty clear that I think she was done with all of that.
2: Yeah, I don't think that Jaina would be looking for Arthas. I think that Jaina would be looking for her home. I'm going to say this
0: much. There's one thing I've always wanted to say about the Jaina Arthas thing. Mm-hmm. I think that, I'm not saying she's over her love for him or outgrown it, but I do feel like for her, the fact that he remembered, like there's that bit where you give her, her the memento and she's like, he did remember. That means he died himself. Bringing people back from death tends to leave them not themselves. Yeah. It's necromancy. Necromancy does not work out. You don't come back as a kind, caring person who wants to help people. The the closest you get to that is a death knight who tortures and hurts people, possibly for the right reasons.
1: Like, they subsist you know, on pain. And not only that, and yeah. not only that that's, that's getting dangerously close to Jaina being a villain, and I will have none of that.
0: It's just, I don't see her as... You know, she, if she was going to raise somebody from the dead right about now, it would probably be her father. Oh, yeah. Because now she feels like she, her, her she would look back as and she's like, you were hopelessly naive. Like, I could see her time traveling to try and stop Dalen from dying. Like, maybe grab him, pull him to the future and say, look, I know I was wrong. Ooh. You know? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a
1: minute. Wait a minute. What if that's why all the stuff with Chromie happened? Because Chromie could go back and stop that. And would possibly know about it. So that whole thing was orchestrated by Jaina to yeah. get Chromie to leave her the heck alone.
0: I don't want Jaina to be a villain either. So I don't think that's happening either. But still, but I'm, I'm going saying... to
2: say a name. I'm going to okay, say a name say that has been stricken from the record, but I would like that name to make a reappearance Tandred Proudmore. He was yeah. supposed to be Dalen's youngest son, and he was in the RPG novels, but he has been stricken from canon. Um, if he were still alive, he would be on. Or well, I shouldn't say still alive. If he existed, he would be on Colterius, because he didn't follow in Derek's footsteps and get himself killed. He didn't follow Dalen over to Callumdore, so he didn't get himself killed. He's just been chilling on Colterius all this time, theoretically. I, I mean, really want to see cool. him come back. I want to see him come back, and I want to see that sibling dynamic between him and Jaina.
1: Well, you know that that could be interesting too with. His brother gone, his father gone, Jaina not part Presumably of Presumably
2: gone. I mean, it, yeah. as far as Kul Tiras knows, everybody is dead.
0: Yeah, and the last thing the- they heard in Kul Tiras was, I'm taking the fleet and going to look for Jaina and the humans who fled Lordaeron. That's the last thing Dalen would have told them. So, like, I else see,
2: to... I, I, every time I and think about Lord this, Admirals I'm just like.
1: Or yeah, title now, right?
2: But every time, I, every time I think about this, there's a scene that I just want to see, and it, uh, I really want to see it, right? I want to see Jaina arrive on Coltiris. I want to see Tandred there. And I want Tandred to ask one question Where's dad? Yep. Because how awkward would that be? It'd be so good! <laughs>
1: Well, in, here, here's something that I, uh, this branches out into something that I, I, I really want to see the devs dip into a little bit more. And I know that it may not be the greatest set, but there are things you can clean up there. The Warcraft role playing game books has such a great set of concepts and ideas for characters and some interactions that have been completely abandoned. I'd love just like Tandrid. I'd love to see more of that sort of come back and become canon because all of well, these things can do, be explained very I mean... easily.
2: Keep in mind, Joe, that when they said that they were no longer canon, they said it very specifically. And they phrased it. They said these books are no longer canon unless we decide to make it canon. So the stuff that is in the books, could it potentially become canon someday? Yes, if they decide so. But not the entirety of it, just like little sections here and there. If there are little characters they want to pull in, they can do that. Go
0: ahead, Rossi. Let me put it this way. Grand Admiral Thrawn was stricken from Star Wars canon. Until they brought Start him back to Star Wars Canon. Right. If Including they decide a yeah, if they want too, yeah. If they want to use the Proud the youngest Proud more son, all they have to do is put him in an expansion. Like it's yeah. that boom, here he is. So they could certainly do that. I wouldn't mind seeing it. What I'd really like to see, um, honestly, is I'd like to see Jaina get to develop. And not yeah. be Yeah. Going back to Arthas or even going back for her father is still going back. I don't want her to go back. If let's if she's going to do something, even if she's going to do something I would consider evil, let her do it. Let it be her doing it. Let it not be, you know, oh, I need Arthas back. Why well, do you need Arthas back? What's Arthas going to add to this situation? Let's the last move time, it forward. The last time Arthas was involved in a crisis situation, it didn't go well. Arthas was actually really bad in crises. He wasn't good at it. I don't know. Let him rest. He died. The little piece of him was still good. And that piece of him got to move on. Let it go. My problem um, but- with
2: Jaina my problem with Jaina is that they seem to be they give her these moments, these big moments. I mean they gave her Tides of War, which was a fantastic book, right? They gave her these moments where they continually pushed her forward and and were like, Okay, let's let's make a shift happen here. Let's 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 do something with this character. So she'd start to make that shift and then they'd just like abandon her after that. They did all of this stuff. To kind of change who she was, almost like irrevocably change who she was over the course of Missa Pandaria in Tides of War, you know, in Cataclysm, in Tides of War, throughout Missa Pandaria, and then in War Crimes, it felt like she was at a point where she had maybe like learned something or, you know, something had happened to cause some kind of change in direction for the character and then we were never really allowed to witness it and in fact when we saw her again in Warlords she was right back to hating the Horde and when we saw her again in Legion she was right back to hating the Horde and it was like what did she learn then what did she take out of War Crimes like what did she take out of that book and where is she going from here because you guys pushed her to this precipice where she's poised to leap somewhere and then instead of showing us where she's going to leap to and how she's gonna traverse what comes next, you just kinda of pushed her off to the side and brought in Cadgar. I I don't get it. <laughs> bring her back. Just bring her back. Can we just Yeah, if, if
0: if she's gonna be in the expansion that comes, and I would like her to be, I just I don't wanna see her trying to resurrect or redeem Arthas. Arthas got his story arc. He it's did. over. And we've, you know, if you felt like there was a, a World of Warcraft character who didn't get his story arc, we just did that in Legion with, with Illidan. Illidan has gotten his story arc now. It's fully realized. You, you cannot he's argue it. he's in the middle him. of it right yeah. now. And so I don't feel like, you know, let's not just keep resurrecting these characters. Let's use the characters we've got. As much as I hate, I, I hated Varian dying, but I felt like his story was done, like it, it ended. You could certainly have done more with him but I definitely felt like his story was done. If you want to give me a character who story wasn't done, that'd be Vol'jin.
2: Yeah. And see, and, and we go right back to Vol'jin and I'm going to get mad again. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do feel like
0: as much as I don't want to like force you to go off on Vol'jin for half an hour. Uh, I do feel like there, if, we, if we're going to be resing people, I'm sorry. There's a guy, you know, I, I went and looked up by the way, just to make sure and I was wrong. Jin means great. Zol means voodoo master
2: oh so he's not just great he's just a voodoo master end story but okay.
0: he's is, he is the voodoo master he he's the... such a voodoo master that he doesn't have to put anything else on it he's just okay. like he told yeah, you I... but <laughs> here's the thing think about that imagine if we go to the, the south seas we go to Zandalar Isle and you know we burned Vol'jin remember yes, he we got did. a funeral pyre and everything presumably so imagine... he went
2: on to um...
1: well we know that he goes to become one with the Loa or at least that's one what they, they have him
0: now But here's my thing. Imagine if we get to Zoldazar or Zandalar Isle and, you know, Rastakan won't talk to us. And Zul does. And he's like, look, I've been trying to deal with this guy for like years and he won't listen to me. And he's made uniting everything so much harder. Here's my idea. I got a buddy I've been talking to lately and he thinks we can all work together. And you're like, buddy? He's like, oh, yeah, come on out. And out walks Vulgins, you know, Vulgin in lower form.
2: Or he just says... Look, yeah. I want to work with you guys. I don't want to fight with you guys. By the way, I have the biggest bargaining chip.
1: And yes. what if this was the what if that was the great destiny that Volgen was always destined to because like he was he becomes always a Loa? He was always the or an agent of the Loa because he was always he always heard their voices stronger than almost anyone.
2: Does that make him a little bit too close like storyline-wise to Magni cuz Magni is now the speaker for Azeroth?
0: Yeah, but it would be—it's more personal because it's for the mm-hmm. trolls, and you don't have to like have him be the agent of the lower. You literally have him as the guiding spirit of the trolls. Sure, him and his father and their their family—that was their destiny all along. And he could even, you know, we know how voodoo works. You can you can actually—he could bring him back. He could actually do it. He's that good. You know, we know that they can do it. They've done it before. So. You could you remember they said Volgen's story wasn't over.
2: Yeah, I I really don't think I don't feel like his story was over. They they said it. You know, at, at Blizzcon last year. They said his story wasn't over. That's right, they did, yeah. didn't they?
0: Yeah, so Okay, Blizzard. <laughs> you could have a whole situation where we get to have we get Volgen back in some form. He could become like the the true Shadow Hunter he always was. Now he's part spirit okay. or something. I'm you could, gonna, there's ways to deal with this. I'm gonna and... I'm
2: gonna rein you in a bit, Rossi here, um, and get back to the question at hand, which was the question about Jaina trying to bring back Arthas, and ask Joe for his thoughts on that because I don't think we heard his.
1: It's one of those things where I think it's been clearly defined that it's it's not so much that she doesn't still love him. You can love somebody who's gone. You can love somebody and still move on with your life. But I don't think that she would really invest herself into going back because. What purpose would it serve? Like, in everything that we've seen of her character, with her abandoning the Alliance, with her abandoning the kiran Tor, because she doesn't agree with her politics and doesn't have any friends in the Horde, according to her, she's looking for a place to be. Arthas really wouldn't represent that to her, or, or be a means to that for her. It wouldn't give her he completion a of wholeness.
2: He was something that she had been, not something that she was going
1: exactly, to be. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So. It's one of those things where she would look for the future or look for what would be her next step to keep going to to make herself complete again. And I don't think it would be him. That time has come and gone for her. And there's been several instances where we've seen that, like whether it was in uh, her talking with uh, Calagos about her past relationship and how she's moved on and, and all that stuff. Like that was sort of a, a heavy moment. But it was sort of that heavy moments where, like, yes, I'm ready to move beyond this. And I don't think she wants to regress because regressing to her. Is going back and thinking that everything is honky-dory, going back and thinking everything is is pristine and, and can be fixed. And she's past that point. She she understands that things, some things are broken and can't be fixed. And that's where her mentality is. I don't think it would cross her mind to bring him back. I really don't.
2: I I kind of have to agree with Rossi. Rossi, you brought up the locket quest chain. What she said mm. when she got. Yep when you take her the locket it's a locket that was on Arthas um you get it as part of what is it it's part of the
0: it's for the shadow morn
2: shadow morn yeah I was like shadow shadow guard no that's not it
0: <laughs> I've done that, that stupid legendary axe quest three times yeah for axe. okay
2: so shadow morn when you take when you take that locket you take it to Jaina and I believe she even cries a little bit doesn't she because she spent a lot of wrath oh killing. yeah um, yeah she does for good reason I mean that's kind of a really intense experience. So I can't really like say anything about that. Um, but I, I agree with you in the sense that that, that moment in particular was kind of the reinforcement that she needed where she was like, okay, that was him. Cause I think that a lot of what Jaina was dealing with, particularly in that third act of the of Lich King, you know, when we were heading up ice crown citadel and doing all of that stuff is that she was trying to determine whether or not Arthas was still there in the Lich King I mean this was uh, like the most horrific being they'd ever encountered and he was wearing the face of her dead lover almost husband so was he still there or not and if he was there could they bring him back if he wasn't there could she really like watch him put down that locket when she got that locket part of it was you know this affirmation that yes okay there was a piece of him there he did remember her something inside him made him keep that token but he's gone now and like it's almost like a point of closure yeah it's a point of closure she got that closure and i think that once she got that closure she realized okay it's time to move on and we saw her move on i mean we've seen her move on pretty far since then so i don't really think that she try to bring back Arthas I think that she has put him behind her I mean he'll always have a place in her heart yes absolutely but I don't think that she would go to the trouble of trying to bring him back honestly the thing the thing that Joe when you said when you said that she would go back and try and bring back Dalen I'm like oh man and and when you said oh maybe that's why Chromie's all messed up I'm like oh man (laughs) I still don't see her doing that, though, because the thing is, is even though she has been pushed beyond the point of being this, you know, staunch support for diplomacy and peace between the factions and all of that, even though she's been pushed way beyond that, Jaina is still at heart. She's very practical. And if she's going to look for a solution, she's going to look for a logical solution. Going back in time to bring her father back, that's not logical. That's leaning towards, you know, the kind of... Oh, sure. Emotional overreaction that she almost had in Tides of War, the one that she got pulled back from. And yeah, she realized, oh, she, no, I was overreacting I, here.
0: Even when I, she overreacted in Tides of War, it was still eminently was a, practical. Yeah, yeah, it was a logic I'm, thing. I'm going to use this giant magical artifact that you you used on me and then left in my hands like an idiot. Um I'm going to take it, and I'm going to show you what it can do.
2: And I'm going to wipe you guys out before you yeah. pose any more of a threat to the world. Like, and she, there was, there like, was logic to, like, to that, even though yeah. it was driven by, you know, grief. There was but still... it was also
0: straightforward.
2: Yes. Like,
0: Jaina Proudmore, when given a problem, She's she's very much a Gordian Knot-type thinker. Oh, we have a giant knot? Cut it in half. She's not... Now we will elaborately untangle this web with with convoluted magic. No, I'm just going to blow it the hell up. You know, that's, this is I why don't I don't I don't know. I think see... that
2: there's a part of her that would actually untangle the knot. But I think at that particular point in time, she had been pushed to the point where she's like, yeah, I don't feel like untangling that knot. We've got a more direct solution here. Let's use it.
1: Well, I think I, it would I be, it would be, a prati- it would be a matter of practicality. Would it be yeah. more practical to cut the knot in half or would it be more practical to unravel the knot? What's what's the Given
2: the time constraints, cutting yeah. the knot was the better option
1: sure i mean i'm saying at that time but i i think she takes each situation as it comes right like that's the type of person she is it's what's the most logical solution that's going to get yield the best results can i just be up so. front sure
0: go for it i just want Jaina to show up on a flying pirate ship with an eye patch <laughs> and a i think
1: we've all said this i said this i want my pirate queen yeah
0: I just I don't care anymore. Just big magical pirate. Caitlin I was, I Caitlin want her, was, she's her the reason second. the
1: island is flying? I'd be fine with her that.
2: To go back to Colteris and go, you guys. I know I've been gone for a very long time, and I've been looking for you. Maybe maybe you know, fluff the truth a little bit there and say, look, it was high time I returned home. Here I am. I know you guys probably already have a leader, and. I don't know. I just I want to see her lead Colteris. They wouldn't let her lead the K- Kirin Tor. She was supposed to lead the Kirin Tor.
0: They would. Well, plus, player, but... we just found out that there's this weird group of Cultiris mages who are out there making magical prisons for demons outside of the control of, of the of the Kieran Tor. On specifically Tolverod...
1: involving it, it's specifically involving demons.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like demons. What, what's going on right now? This, this is a demons. thread
1: we could. This is a thread
0: you could pull.
2: Yeah. Like it's something was... that you could like pull into place and weave into the whole thing. Well
0: because I mean like you could always make the case, you know, she went to go study with the, with the uh the mages of the Karen Tor instead of staying home. Why? Mages
2: of Colteris weren't Why didn't
0: why didn't mm. she study in in Colteris? Why did she go somewhere else? Was she intending to come back with the with the, the secrets? Was that like part of the goal all along like to to help you know? cuz there's know other if She's that devious.
2: That. I don't know if she's that I don't mean
0: devious de- that's not tedious. Just... I'm talking purely cultural exchange.
3: Oh. Here's what we
0: do. Here's what you do. Because it's, she would hardly be the only mage to do it. This um, is true. I can't remember the guy from, oh, God. Oh, why can't I remember his name? He, he summoned the worgen. Archmage.
2: Oh, Aragal. Oh, thank yeah. you.
0: Archmage Aragal from, from Gilneas did the exact same thing. This is true. He went to study in, in Dalaran, not because he was, he was still loyal to his people and he wasn't being shady about it. Dalaran was the place to go. If you wanted like to to learn more, you'd go to Dallaren. Then you'd bring it home. What if she was always intending someday to come home? She was she was like not going to rule because her brother was like next in line. But as you know, as Dalen Proudmore's daughter, she's in a position of authority in Cultarius. But that was originally the idea before everything went to hell.
2: She was going to college out of state, and then she was going to bring back what she learned.
0: Yeah, I mean. She became Antonidas II just cuz she was that good. She wouldn't she didn't go there intending to be Antonidas II. That's just what is what just happened. I mean, for that matter, Kael'thas did the exact same thing. Kael'thas went home? Yeah, he did. It's not like they ever... being a member of, of the uh of the um Kirin is not a death sentence. It's not like they make you stay in Dalaran. You can be a you can be an archmage and you can still go home and then like the you know, you're a mage. If you need to get back to Dalaran, you'll teleport there. You know? So there's there's stuff you could do with this. There's there's ways to deal with it. Like, you know, I, I really do wanna see it. I, I think at I think this what point. We can, it's time.
2: I think what we could pull from this whole conversation is that we really desperately need a pirate queen, Jaina, please. Thank you, Blizzard. Okay. Um, our next email... the Heroes
0: of the Storm. That's yeah. The
2: do. <laughs> our next email has a couple of questions that are directly related to the audio drama, and I want to get those out of the way. And then there's another one that kind of goes into maybe something, future expansion we don't know, but we might as well talk about it anyway. So the first two. Um, this is from... Kali, who says Hail, our Triumvirate of Lore. Kali Retpalli of Shuhalo, proud patron contributor, I have a couple of questions concerning the latest audio drama. When Tyralion and Ilaria jump through the rift while Dranor is ripping apart, they describe where they are as Dranor, but not. First, was this a rift to the Shadowlands based on Taralion's description of his surroundings? And second, if yes, does this mean that the Shadowlands is essentially a void crafted, alternate mere reality of the cosmos? What do we think? We've seen the Shadowlands before. We see it in the Death Knight starting zone.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it is essentially a mirror of the universe, or at least a layer that's underneath that, that looks rather similar.
2: It looked the same. Yeah, it was yeah. the same space. You go there to get your dead pony. Um, Rossi, what do you think?
0: I mean, it could be. They don't actually say. they. They make it sound as much like the Twisting Nether as anything, but it could certainly be the Shadowlands. The Shadowlands could be reachable through the nether i mean Do i don't you think know the
2: shadowlands are part of the twisting nether or is it a separate thing i don't think they're part of the twisting
0: nether because the twisting nether is fell. like that that's pretty clear
1: and and technically the shadowland is not close to void if i remember the cosmology correctly it's between reality and decay and undead isn't it so it's closer to death than void so it's it's not exactly the same and it would make sense that at least to me that maybe this was the shadowland because if all reality touches the shadowlands, which I think it's right there as far as the cosmology is concerned, like they're right next to each other. If the world is literally dying, that's the seems like the transition point you would go to before it actually it's fell to death proper,
2: falling into decay.
1: Right, and the shadowlands so
2: kind of overlap that. is
1: right there. So it's kind of that overlapping that overlapping area right there. So I don't think it really is void because if. if I, i'm gonna look up this map real quick because so i'm pretty sure it's off it's like not because the void right. is
2: due south it's void yes. and then okay, decay yeah. and then fell and then light yeah. up at the top on that side
1: yeah but it's 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 completely to like it's almost like to the east instead of the south so like
2: yeah
1: i i don't think it has anything to do with the void which is also probably why trellion didn't like die okay guys guys yes?
0: odin Mm-hmm. Used knowledge he gleaned from the Shadowlands <gasps> to create the first Valkyr. Oh, that's when he sacrificed his eye.
2: That's right.
0: So, um,
2: give us okay. more.
0: I'm just thinking in terms of if the Shadowlands bounds all places, which we kind of know it does. Helias realm is
1: a pocket of it, right? Hel- Hel- Helia lives in the Shadowlands. Hel- Helheim is part of the Shadowlands. We, we... And we
0: know that spirit healers are supposedly uncorrupted Valkyr who chose, after Odin was locked away, to remain in the Shadowlands and assist the dead in returning to the lands of the living. That's apparently lore now. But okay. That's what spirit healers are. Spirit healers are uncorrupted Valkyr who didn't want to work for, for Helia, couldn't reach Odin, and thus stayed in the Shadowlands and basically kind of snuck people out. So... It's not a void anything and it's got Titan secondhand Titan created beings living in it sneaking people back out because they were fighting There, it's their way to like fight Helia. Yeah.
2: yeah. I yeah, if you look at the cosmology chart and I'm looking at the cosmology chart now. I pulled it up so that I could get a better look at it. The way that it's set up is it's I mean, reality is in the center of that chart. And then it's overlapped on two sides, and one side is the Emerald Dream, and the other side is the Shadowlands. So I don't don't think that has anything to do with the void. I mean, Shadowlands doesn't seem to be indicative that it's got anything to do with the shadow or the void or anything like that. It's just that's the name that it was given,
1: which makes sense if it's if we look at our world or our reality as being like this bright beacon and casting all that light. This is the shadow, of the layer that that is underneath it, right? Guys? Guys And in the cosmology it makes sense. Soulbinder Naomi from Warlords.
2: Yes.
0: She actually used the Shadowlands when she was when she turns on you.
2: Oh that's right. She draws does, yeah. Okay.
0: So it goes it goes to that world for cer for certain that Draenor, the alternate Draenor, had the shadow.
1: touch it? Yeah.
2: So it's a reality type thing. It's not just applicable to Azeroth. It's it's just reality in
1: general. Yeah, it's
2: applicable to all aspects of reality. So yeah, I mean, that could have been the Shadowlands that they were in, maybe? Or it could be a rift to just like an alternate version of Draenor, because we've seen an alternate version of Draenor. And from what Kairos said, there's like an infinite number of these different realities out there. So...
1: You know it's really funny. I just looking at the cosmology, I just realized that the symbol for the Shadowlands is that little circle with the spirit healer at the top of it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to the, like
0: there's actually a death knight quest when uh Char- Shadow Soulbinder Niami the died. There's a death knight uh, it's actually a not a quest. It's a table mission. mission table? It's a level 108. Yeah, it's a level 1081 yeah. on holy attainment essence of shadow, which you get you go get Soulbinder Niami's soul from the Shadowlands. It's so yeah. Shadowlands definitely bridge into other realities. Like,
2: That's kind of Helya's yeah. realm. Yeah.
0: So Helya basically lived in a nexus of all realities. That's. And so this begs a really big question. What did Odin give his eye to? I don't know. What's living in the Shadowlands? It's not the old gods and it's not the Void Lords. They live elsewhere.
1: It's something associated with death and decay. What's probably. in
0: the shadow? Yeah. But what is it? Think about it. We talked about so, this last time we were here. We talked about how, what if the Lich King is something greater?
2: No, that was on the podcast, I think.
0: Okay. What but, if the Lich King is something yeah, greater? When to, I talked about
2: would, the the possibility of the Lich King being an entity.
0: What if there's something in the Shadowlands, or was in the Shadowlands, that got pulled out by and, imprisoned, and imprisoned in that armor? Maybe the armor wasn't even made by Kil'jaeden. Maybe it was made by Sargeras. Ew. But what if there is this entity that is far greater than anything we've seen yet, that li- that maybe even is still in the Shadowlands, maybe it's not the King. The King is just one of its servants. What if there's something there that's oh. not an old god, it's not a void lord, it's not a titan, it's nothing we've ever seen before, and it's so powerful that it can teach you how to raise the dead?
1: Well, it makes sense, too, at least in some capacity, if we're following any form of normal mythological pacing from comparative structure to all other cultures, right? Like it, let's say that the, the Warcraft mythology is based around, and we know to a certain extent it is real life mythology of, of various cultures. Almost every culture has a being that resides over death that is either destined to uh, consume the land of the living or has all power over the dead. Um, the Mexican culture has it. The, uh, I know that my, my, the, my Puerto Rican heritage has it. Um, Norse mythology had it as well. Like there, there, There's all these things, all these parallels to that. So what if there's an entity that is completely doesn't care about what happens to the rest of the universe because its job is just eventually to consume everything that was once living? It doesn't matter what it is. And so Odin made a deal with that entity that says, look, I know you're going to get everything eventually. Everything has to turn to dust at some point. I get that, but I don't want it to happen quite yet. I'll feed you bodies and death with my army. They'll go and kill things and send it your way, but I need to know how to do this. Oh, wait, you want my eye? Here you go. No, no problem. Just give me what I need. I'll give you what you need. How's that sound? I could totally see a deal like that being made because a being that that feasts off of that." An army of, of entities feeding it things that are dying at their hands seems like right up its alley, potentially. Okay,
2: but here's my question, and, and this is a big one: What did it do with Odin's eye? Braid boss. Why did he want Odin's eye? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it gives him a link to the other side of the. Okay, the point, but so to what speak, would he right? be using
2: that for, or it be using right it eventually? For?
1: Eventually, it needs to consume the titans at some point. Right now, the titan. Think about that. Right now, right now, and and. I guess slight spoilers. Uh, let's not know-
2: spoil. Let's not spoil Antorus stuff, please.
1: I, I'm 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 not going to spoil that, but we we know to a certain extent that like we don't know that Titans can die.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. Because we have seen. I mean, if you played through patch 7.3, Agrimar was there. Yeah, so we can say so. That.
1: So you know that even though he died, he's not dead. What if that was the deal? This gives this thing the insight how to finally consume the Titans
0: or. Here's another possibility. Odin's wandering around. You've got his eye. Now you can see through. See the everything he
1: sees. Yep. Yeah. You're, You're eternally linked. linked. And
2: of course, you know he was locked in. He was locked in. Um, oh, the halls Survive. of valor. He was locked yeah. in the halls of valor for all Until that time. Until we freed him. Until now we he... let him go, and now he can go wherever he likes and look at whatever he wants. He
0: he's, well, he even says he's going to go back to Aldor. Oh boy. Where the old gods are imprisoned.
2: Well. That leads to some fascinating implications. Okay, Kali, I don't know if that answers your couple of questions there. Uh, answer is, it, yeah, it could be the Shadowlands, or it could not. We don't know. They didn't define it particularly. But hey, the Shadowlands are pretty interesting. Uh, the last question here from Kali, I think we're going to answer this one and then kind of wrap up the show. But um, this this is more next expansion stuff, right? Uh, Kali says... What do you think the deal Malagos made with the Ethereals Void mentioned in the Disc Priest artifact weapon quest? What do you think that is? Now, I don't know if you guys have played like Discipline Priests or Mages. Mages also have the same quest, but you get sent to the Nexus, and while you are in the Nexus, it's revealed that Malagos was working with the Ethereals for some reason, and Calic is help. Calagos is helping you out, um, and he he says it flat out. He says. What did Malagos promise them? Because apparently, some kind of deal was made where they now have void siphons that are basically it, it, the way that Calagos described it. He said, This device appears to draw upon the void energy released when Malagos forced Azeroth's ley lines into the Twisting Nether. And he did this. This was all part of the Nexus War. Um, Malagos in his madness, decided that the biggest problem with Arcane, with, like, trying to keep control over the Arcane, was the mortal races that kept using the Arcane. And we shouldn't have access to it. And he started moving the ley lines of Azeroth in an attempt to get it away from the mages that were tapping into them. Um, And he thought that this was, like, protecting the world or whatever. He thought that this was fulfilling his duty. It was not. But apparently this released void energy, and he created these siphons to, like, draw the void energy back in and keep it in. Um, you know what's Cal- interesting? Caligos also says that the design looks very familiar. My God, I can't believe they picked that thread up. Yeah. What thread? Because that's the thread from, from Wrath. Yes it is.
0: You, mm-hmm. you, you actually go to that place. It's ruined. Yep. It's, it's in Dragonblade and you stop the Ethereal and uh, one of Malagos' servants from having a meeting. You kill both of them. Yep. You disrupt them. They're making because a deal. Because
2: they were making a deal. What okay, so was that, that deal, and what were the terms of that deal? More importantly, is this something that we could see come up in an upcoming expansion? I'm going to say tentatively yes, and this is only because I just finished working on a Know Your Lore for tomorrow. Uh, last week I talked about the potential of the Chaldere the Nightborn, being a playable race. I decided, you know what, let's just go ahead and go down this road a little bit further, and I decided to look at the th- the Ethereals as a playable race. Um, and this is one of those threads that was brought up while I was doing my research and everything. And I'm like, huh, Blizzard doesn't bring these things back into focus unless they're going to do something with them usually. And the Ethereals themselves, they have been around since Burning Crusade mm-hmm. in some small capacity or another. We see them here and there. There was that bit in Wrath that we're talking about where there was there was the deal that was being made and we stopped that from happening. And then there was kind of a lot of nothing for a while. Um, They showed up to trade us And have us do transmog Which was great And void storage, which was great Void storage, by the way (laughs) (laughs) Let's just look at that for a second Void storage We were storing our armor There was a pocket into the void There's all these void lords in there and everything And we're shoving our wardrobe into it (laughs) Like what What did that look look like on the other end?
0: (laughs) guy has a lot of ashkandis
2: i don't understand (laughs) (laughs) i'm just imagining this swirling realm of darkness and then this little portal opens and somebody throws a t-shirt through (laughs) later on they come back to retrieve it regardless so yeah the the artifact quest chain this was for i want to say fire mages i don't remember if it was fire mages or if it was arcane mages um One of the mages, they had to go to the Nexus. And Disciplined Priests have to do the same thing. They both get the same quest where they go up to the Nexus. And you find these Ethereals up there. Because Malagos is gone now. So whatever bargain they made, these guys are cashing in on it. And they're taking these Void Siphons. They're also taking... weapons and they're like infusing them with the power of the void now this is all these are all members of the ethereum the ethereum were once the ruling council of Karesh, before Karesh kind of went explody and got consumed by the void um we actually don't know what's happened to Karesh at all we haven't heard anything from it we don't know if it still exists or not or if dementius the all-devouring devoured the planet we don't know what we do know is that the ethereum swore their vengeance on this dude and they kind of went a little bit nuts in the process like they were consumed by their vengeance and not in the good demon hunter kind of way but in the bad hey you know the best way to defeat the void let's become void and that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to become void they're trying to become the entities that we run into to in makari actually which is really kind of interesting or makari i was going to say that. the
0: locust walker uh Seems to be important here.
2: Yeah, he does, it says he? says
0: the Locust Walker is the only one that ever managed to avoid void corruption.
2: Yeah, and that's the other thing that I find kind of fascinating, is it's like, if the Locust Walker is the only one that's ever managed to do it, then that means that there are plenty of these other Ethereals, maybe not necessarily on Makari or anything. Maybe there's other branches of the Ethereum who have finally managed to complete doing what they need to be doing. So this is actually a really good question as far as... What was that deal? What do we think that deal was? What kind of deal would Malagos make with the Ethereals and why?
0: Well, I mean, the only thing I can think of, I mean, I can't think of like the, the, there's so much that we don't know that it's impossible to really know about it, but Malagos has one thing to offer. arcane energy. had, yes, he had the arcane. He had basically control of Azeroth's ley lines, which means he's drawing upon that, that arcane power that that's native to the planet. He's effectively trading a Titan's life in exchange for void. You know, what's, what's the deal here? Like, what is he, what is he getting? The void siphons are to keep the void away, right?
1: Maybe. But what if it's, what if it's beyond that? What if it's, I think there are two threads here that are, are kind of important, at least to that one Titans two the revenge against the void because crush is gone crush is completely void consumed and those ethereals looking for revenge would probably be looking for a weapon and they we're
2: looking for a way to become void like when you do the quest chain when you do the quest chain um you eventually uh, let's see i think it's the next step in the chain the next step step in the chain you use an ethereal communication device mm-hmm. and there's a nexus nexus prince bilal And he says, with this power, the Ethereum will become unstoppable. We will become void. So he flat out lays it out. This is what we're going to do with this. Because that's that's what
0: villains do. It's Uh, not even new, though. That's actually like... That goes back to Nexus Stalkers. Yeah. Nexus Stalkers are a rogue Ethereum faction. Uh, They're they're considered by the Protectorate to be aberrations. Um, They basically, straight up, they've been trying to do it ever since then. They want to become Nexus Stalkers. Nexus Stalkers are the void ones
1: but what i mean what if this is all part of that because like the ley lines are part of the arcane energy they're part of that arcane life force of a titan like that's essentially what they are they're part of azeroth essentially yes that that's that's what they are they're part of that magic that that arcane being so if all of this is being funneled through whatever they're using these void siphons in order to create this great energy that stands a reason that this is just part of their ascension or part of their ultimate revenge plan that they're going to convert essentially the life of a titan into their way of getting their revenge for what happened to them. At least that's the way I look at it.
2: Okay, so here's my thought on the matter. And I think this all goes back to what was going on when Malagos was still alive. Because Malagos was very focused on, he was trying to, to wrest control of the ley lines, he was trying to pull them into himself. He was trying to pull them in towards the nexus and keep them away from those pesky mortals that wanted to take advantage of Azeroth's magic because that was bad um, and resulted in bad news and bad things. So Malagos looked at this and said, Okay, I can't keep all of these ley lines right here. Where can I stuff them? Well, I can stuff them into the Twisting Nether, but I don't really have the means to access that. However, these ethereal dudes, because they lack like corporeal form... They can bip back and forth out of, out of reality. I mean, we've seen how they shift. We've seen what happened to them. Um, when their world came under attack, they, were, they put up these magical shields to kind of shield themselves from the void energy from Dementius, and it kind of half worked. It blocked out the void energy, but all that arcane energy that was mixed with the void energy basically toasted them all alive and just, like, evaporated their corporeal form so they existed as these little arcane entity type, you know, their souls were just these balls of light and not light, like in the good, holy light, whatever kind of way, just like, you know, a beam, like they were just a glowing ball, right? And that's why they wear the bandages and stuff. It kind of keeps them with some sense of cor- corporeality. Is that even a word? I don't know. <laughs> um, Go with me here, though. Okay? So these guys have the ability to go back and forth. They they, they dwell within the Twisting Nether now, and they kind of go between those chaotic spaces between worlds. They have the ability to open the way into the Twisting Nether. So Malagos gets in touch with these guys and says, Hi, I have a whole mess of ley lines. I need some place to put them. And they say, Oh! Funny you should ask. We have access to the Twisting Nether. It's this realm. We could go ahead and put that there. But... If we do that, it's going to vent a lot of this void energy when you do that thing, when you put it in there. And we would like the void energy that is vented off of this. That that That's what we would like in exchange. And Maligo said, sure. So he created these void siphons to pull all of that stuff in. You think?
1: Makes sense if they need an excess of void energy to do what they need to do.
2: There's a trade-off doesn't,
0: there.
1: Doesn't yeah.
2: Bilal turn himself into a void revenant? i think so i don't remember because i didn't finish playing through that chain my priest is a shadow priest so
0: <laughs> just i think we're looking at this and yeah i think you're right in terms of what they would want although i don't know if they wanted him if he wanted to put the ley lines in the twisting nether he might have wanted to put them somewhere else or well it just says make in it the quest original. chain
2: it says in the quest chain that like that's what the siphon is doing where is it
0: Uh, they're using the uh, siphons to open the way into the twisting nether according to like when I'm reading uh, the surgeon needles left behind by the blue dragon flight in Kaldara to widen the breach into the twisting nether via the power of the nexus that's
2: what they're doing the quest right before that uh, where is it a new threat yeah okay um the void siphons when you discover the void siphons this is in the quest um a new threat and it's both the mage and the priest quest but uh the image of Kalagos, he says, this device appears to draw upon the void energy released when Malagos forced Azeroth's ley lines into the Twisting Nether. Like, he says it flat out. And then he says that the design looks very familiar, which is weird, because why would that look familiar unless Kalagos yeah, has seen it's... it before?
0: Well, she has. He's seen the surge needles.
2: Yeah, he saw the surge needles and the stuff like that. So and That's maybe... what they're
0: using. Maybe it's the same technology. But yeah. I think that the, the, this is... I feel like we're missing a piece here.
2: We are! I feel and like we I, are.
0: But Yeah, this is definitely, they want to turn themselves into void aberrations, which is really interesting because the void revenants that they turn into are apparently the same as the ones that we saw in uh in Warlords. The one that was, uh, Ner'zhul had one, and there was a, a corrupted form that had fell and void right. magics. Yeah, okay, I'm looking corrupted... at
2: the, I'm actually looking at the quest chain now to see what's going on with it, and yeah, he does go void revenant, so he does get the stuff that he needs to do it, but. So this is this is apparently what they were trying to do. And maybe they were trying to do this all the way back in Wrath.
3: Well, maybe I mean, this is what they were trying yeah.
2: to do. That that deal that we stopped back in Wrath of the Lich King and Koldara. No, it wasn't Koldara. It was um In Dragonblade. It was Dragonblade, over- yeah. In the little graveyard area. This is weird because ghosts. we've we've
0: got like um there's the one in Zol Horak, the void revenant infused with foul energy, mm-hmm. that that um Goldon made. It, it's making me start to wonder like we have the Void Revenant on Draenor, like the one, there was one inside the actual five-man with Nerzul. He was one of the, the bosses. So it's, it's really messed up. Like, I'm not sure exactly what's going on here. I would like to, there's definitely more to consider.
2: There is. There's a little bit more there. Now, my question is, when we look at this in terms of the next expansion, do you think we're going to see more about the Ethereals in the upcoming expansion? Oh, I yeah. Think so, because, I mean, yeah,
0: cause next Walker. I mean, Locust Walker, yeah.
2: If we're dealing well, I mean, with the void, if we are it's, dealing it's with the void. It's inevitability at that point. If, if we're dealing with a void and we're dealing with the old gods and we're dealing with all of this stuff, then it almost kind of stands to reason that the ethereals would be, have some kind of vested interest in helping us out. I mean, we've oh, yeah. been good to them, the ones that we've been good to. We've been giving them trade. We've been paying them to store our clothing in strange places that we don't know where, but hey, you know, we can access it. That's great. So we've we've been on pretty good terms. A lot of people got exalted with the consortium back when it was still a thing. (laughs) You would think that if these guys are kind of focused on getting their revenge on the void that killed their world or whatever, then yeah, maybe they would want to join forces with us. And maybe Locust Walker would be like, the leader of that, I don't know. Locust Walker just seems like he's too developed of a character to just show up away. for one little yeah. little part. And then you'll notice that if you finish the seat of the triumvirate, if you finish the dungeon, Alaria goes back with you to the Vindicar. You don't see Locust Walker again. He disappears. You don't see him anywhere. So it makes me wonder. It makes me wonder what's up. Any other thoughts on that, Rossi?
0: No, I think right now I'm I'm just. You're thinking using, about the void revenants now. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what are the? Why do they want to be those? What What benefit does that give them? <laughs> and it reminds me of that the Mana Forge quest when the Dementius, the All Devourer, shows up. Yeah. And you you fight him. Um, does destroying one of those things do anything to it? Like, or does it just go back to the void? Like, is Dementius out there on Koresh somewhere? Will we see Koresh? Will Koresh be the Argus of you know the next expansion? There's just you know, why do they want to be horrible void monsters? How is this going to help them get their maybe revenge?
1: maybe it's so that they can actually go back to Karush Because right now that we know they fled and we know that they, they, they had can't to. Ex- the place was overrun
2: to. with void dudes.
1: Sure, but but why why can't they stay and fight? Why can't they have excursions back there? Is it because the way that their bodies are right now, them plus void in that form? is a volatile concoction that they physically cannot handle that manifestation quite yet. And that's why they want to become these void revenants and have this mastery over the void, much like Locust Walker does so that they can go back and take back what's theirs, because that would sort of make sense to me in some capacity because if they're beings of pure energy and the void is the absence of that energy just say that, or, or for argument's sake, let's say that's the case in simplistic terms, they physically can't go there to wage their war. They can't do anything there because they'll literally be there and they'll cease to exist. So they have to find some way to bridge that gap, some way to safely uh, be able to touch Void. And so by learning how to convert it and manage it and take control of it and becoming these Void Revenants makes sense in that regard.
0: That's you know, interesting, they c- too. Um, another Void Revenant corrupted Archmage Xylem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The corrupting shadows. It was another void revenant. So it's possible that we're actually dealing with the the um, ethereals, man. you know, since the we know the void revenants are ethereals that get turned into these things. Technically maybe speaking, the ethereals... I mean
2: they could be, or that might be yeah. just one form that they took. Uh, that yeah, one guy took. I don't know.
0: It's possible, at least, that the the ethereals are manipulating us this whole time. Like maybe there's more going on than we know.
2: I'm sure. just wondering if like part of this, it feels almost kind of like an echo of the whole philosophy behind demon hunters where you have to become the demon to fight the demon. And I'm wondering if the Ethereals are going along that same line maybe incorrectly where they have to become the Void to fight the Void. You know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah, it makes sense. I just, We need to see more. There's a bunch of
2: different scenarios there. And I feel like if Blizzard goes the direction where we are going to be dealing with the Void next expansion I think that we haven't seen the last of the Ethereals. Definitely. Because I think there's more there to explore. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't just bring them in at the end of the expansion for no reason. You know what I mean?
0: It definitely feels like we are gearing up to see a lot more ethereals, yes.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, we have other emails here, but we are out of time. So maybe we'll just carry those over till the next time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Which is usually the case and I do apologize to the people that we didn't get to yet but I do want to thank the two people that we did get to because hey you gave us a heck of a lot to talk about over an hour's worth of stuff to talk about for that matter. Alright, let's go ahead and just wrap this up. Uh, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. And for those of you that listen to the show and enjoy the show and would like to help support the show, uh, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give people the opportunity to check out their service. You can download many of Blizzard's titles, including the Vol'jin novel, which we did kind of touch on a little bit here. Um, I think that there is an audiobook version of it available on Audible. I know that Illidan, the Illidan novel, there is an audiobook version available on Audible. Um, I think most of the novels that we touched on have audiobook versions that are, you can use that as your free download for the 30-day trial. To sign up for that, you just go to blizzardwatch.com audible, and you'll be helping support the show. Um, if you do have an email for the podcast and we do like emails even though we talk a lot about them and don't necessarily get to the entire list <laughs> you can send those emails to podcast at blizzardwatch.com just put Lore watch in the subject line so that we know that it's intended for this show and please do try and keep those emails to kind of a reasonable length because we do have to read them aloud Um, final thoughts you guys out of all of the stuff that we've kind of gone over in this show and also in previous shows what I'm not going to ask what you think is the most likely choice for the next expansion. What I'm going to ask is what would you like to see from the next expansion the most out of everything that we've talked about? Rossi, go ahead. Okay.
0: Everything we just talked about caused me to have a moment where something popped into my head and it's driving me crazy. It's way too big to talk about now. So I'm just going to say I'd like to see Jaina.
2: Okay. (laughs) I feel like like we may have inspired another Know Your Lore guys. Okay. Uh, And Joe, same question.
1: I really want to see us deal with the city under the sea and I want to see Caltirus, and that's what I I want to see everything that's been going on under there since I mean it's been how many thousands of years that Azhar has been down there and you know that we pretty much assume that there's an old god sleeping under there I I really really want to see some more of that because it's untapped potential it's stuff we haven't really done a whole lot with yet.
2: I want to see, out of everything that we have talked about, I mean, I want to see everything that we have talked about because everything that we talk about sounds really good in theory. Um, the island ship, just, like, I want... I have a mental picture of the island ship, and it's so good, but...
1: We could sail the crush uh, on it.
2: Above and beyond. Above and beyond that, though. Shara, Just give me Shara in some aspect. We've seen hints of her. She keeps, like, popping up and saying, woohoo, and then disappearing... I mean she's the most logical give us more of her I want to know what she's been doing under the sea for these 10,000 years we've seen her minions we've dealt with them we've allied with them in some cases in other cases we've fought them mostly we've fought them I want to know what she's up to I want to know who she's working with I I just I I want I want to know more about what she's done who is she allied with what are her motives what is she looking for What does she want to get out of the world, you know? Um, But that's just me. Anyway, all right. Well, that wraps us up. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. And we will see you again in two weeks.
3: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen.